It does not matter if we are interested in this fight. A challenge has been issued to a duel. We must arrive. If you do not, I will. Dishonor me nothing to you children. No. It's literally a rogue archaeologist. Honor means less than nothing to me. I trade my honor all the time for coin and knowledge. Live from the Mundangerous Bar Fight in New York City, I'm your host Shane. And I'm your host, Yushin. And welcome to episode 321 of Total Party Thrill, a podcast for game masters and players where we discuss our campaigns in order to inspire yours. This is Actual Play Season 3, Episode 4. In this episode, we're continuing our playthrough of the 5th edition D&D adventure, The Magister's Masquerade, from the source book Strixhaven, A Curriculum of Chaos. Tez Proudgal is at the bar... But for once, he's not the one causing trouble. You ever been in a bar fight, Ishan? <laughs> have I ever been in it? I have been in fights, but never at a bar. <laughs> That's an odd distinction to draw. <laughs> I'm trying to think outside a bar. Uh, I feel like a fight outside a bar counts as a bar fight. I, I did run away from a potential fight in a bar. I'm I'm literally picturing you like zipping up your coat and running <laughs> like like bolting. It was, I mean, yeah, it was, it was like it was like me and a friend of mine and we were basically like oh this is going to get bad. Time we to go. Need to leave immediately. Yeah, right. So we like <laughs> dashed outside and like it's actually almost worse once you're outside, right? Because like yeah, now you're then, in a way less controlled environment. Exactly, yeah. right. And like the, they could come get you. So like we were outside and then like you know, you book it down the sidewalk and immediately jumped in the first taxi. Like both of us, like like leaped into the taxi and we just just go go go. <laughs> All right. Wait, what about you? Hold on. Oh, wait. Yeah, I, yeah, I've been in a bar fight. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I got bit in a bar fight in New Orleans. Uh, at tracks, at tracks. Yeah, yeah. At the uh, at the possibly the worst bar in the entire country, Snake and Jake's uh snake and jake's christmas lounge literally the freshman year of college yeah yeah yeah. i got hit on by a guy and then bit by a guy and then in a fight with that guy (laughs) wait all three same guy yeah 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 yeah. he was like incredibly drunk and then like i don't know i it was the most bizarre thing and then like the bouncer came over and was like gonna throw me out so like he he like literally like bit me and i didn't quite understand what was going on i just felt my shoulder hurt a lot he like bit me in the shoulder and like I like shoved him off off of me, and then like I just laid him out with a punch, and then like a bouncer came over and was like dragging me out. The bartender like ran over, and was like, "No, no, 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 not him, <laughs> the other guy." <laughs> like, I mean, this dude was just like hammered, right? Like, just like I mean, could probably barely stand, and like I have no idea what was going on. But then like they were very concerned that I was like. I don't know, like infected with the zombie plague I, or something. Because she, she was I mean, like, "Did he break skin? Like, are you okay? Do you need?" And I was like, "I'm sober. <laughs> like, I've been driving. I was pledging. I was driving people around all night. Like, I, I hadn't had a drink." Like, I mean, hum- human bites are no joke. <laughs> we have filthy, filthy mouths. Yeah. Well, he wasn't like a Komodo dragon or anything, so I survived. But uh, <laughs> yeah, it was the it was it was very bizarre. Uh, and then I've also I've also been in an actual like 
a brawl in a bar too. Uh, in Did you Athens. start that one? I was not involved in any way. I was trying to get <laughs> friends. I was mostly trying to get friends out of it, <laughs> which is, I think, how these things escalate, right? It's like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. two very dumb people start fighting and then they start like shoving each other into other people and then more people are getting involved and then people are trying to break them up and then that like just creates chaos. So uh, I was part of the chaos trying to get our friends out of there before everyone got arrested. Yeah, I was a lot smaller then too. So like me, me wading into a fight was not really like gonna add a whole lot of value to it like like this is before i boxed or lifted weights so <laughs> all right, all right. Yeah, funny thing i find often once those things happen you get in fewer bar fights yeah i mean you get hit in the face a couple times and it suddenly <laughs> seems like a lot less fun all right before we jump into the actual play we've got a bit of an announcement we are returning to gen con online this year we had a lot of fun uh, last year we did a panel on playing non-human rpg characters it was an expansion of our long-running series here on the show this year we're going to be updating it a little bit with a deep dive into playing non-humanoid rpg characters the panel is called two legs bad now since shane is on baby duty he's not going to be able to join so instead we've invited a couple of extra special guests to join me uh, on the panel we've got darcy ross marketing manager at darrington press the tabletop publishing company of critical role and rich howard creative lead and co-designer of the upcoming rpg descent into midnight Longtime listeners listeners of the show are probably already familiar with them but if you are not uh they're great people friends of the show, and uh, also bring a lot of biology expertise on snails and sea creatures and invertebrates. Uh, so we're going to have a fun conversation with a bunch of Q&A about you know, how to play characters that don't have bipedal symmetry or don't have opposable thumbs or have a hive mind or don't even have physical forms. That will be on Saturday, August 6th at 1 p.m., Eastern Time. So you can sign up starting tomorrow, July 10th, at the Gen Con Online Events Catalog. Just search for Total Party Thrill. It'll be the only uh, event that pops up. And we've also got a link in the show notes. We're also going to be live streaming it, thanks to Aram Vartian, our editor. Just make sure you're searching the Gen Con Online Event Catalog and not the Gen Con Indie, because we will not be in Indianapolis. But that means that you can join us and participate from anywhere. Even if you are in Indianapolis, you can still log in. So sign up, join us. It'll be a good time. All right. So Shane, what has Tez been up to? Tez is trying to get through the crowd. He has just heard a loud and intimidating voice threaten presumably one of his friends. Uh, And he is trying to get there before one of them gets... uh, I don't know, filled with holes or scorched off the face of the of, of the planet, I guess. I mean, your friends went to the back of the room toward the games of chance and skill. Yeah. And then there was a commotion back there. And so naturally, Tez assumed it's their fault. Yeah. I mean, I'm assuming Meepo got caught cheating, <laughs> which is one of the two ways that he could be caught cheating. <laughs> one at cards and the other at love. <laughs> And he doesn't, he's, he definitely doesn't know anybody here, so it's probably the cards. Meepo's still just learning the ways of the world. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, give me, 
Let's see how long it takes. Give me an acrobatics check. Uh, okay. <laughs> Great start. I rolled a one. So that's a seven. All right. So it takes Tez a while. There is a, a throng of people heading in that direction to see what the commotion is. And so Tez is almost like choked a minute and it's really hard for him to push through. Even though he's like, that's that's my friend. That's my let me through. That's my friend. This is the problem with Tez. Tez is too too slight of a guy, right? Mm-hmm. He he isn't like big and intimidating. He's like lithe, and that's not helpful in a in a press of a crowd. In a place where he you know isn't gonna pull a knife. <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> in a place where he can't go stab mode. Yeah. <laughs> right. There's an easy way to get through this crowd. <laughs> but that's off the table. Um, but when he does finally press his way through, uh, a circle has formed around uh, a few tables with chairs on either side of them. And you can see they're set up for dragon chess. And standing in the middle of the circle is a timid, almost cowering Meepo trying to basically disappear behind a chair. Uh, a, as always, stoic Scalabro staring down a rarity, someone taller than him, a seven-foot-tall Goliath, wearing what, to Tez's eye, is ceremonial plate armor with a greatsword strapped to his back standing to his full height and basically roaring in Skelebro's face with an accusatory finger outstretched, saying, I wouldn't have lost if you hadn't interrupted. And Skelebro, again, with a stoic look in his face, you can see he's like looking around just to take stock of the situation. It was a legitimate opening that I offered. I cannot help it if you were not able to capitalize. And you can look down and see that presumably this tall Goliath has lost a game of dragon chess to someone who is no longer here and does not seem to be want, to be, want to be involved right now. Gentlemen, if I may, um... I know half of you. I don't know the other half. I'm happy to meet you. And Tez stretches out a hand to the angry Goliath. Tez Proud Gale from the Lazari Proud Gales. The Goliath swings around to look at Tez. How tall is Tez? <laughs> I think he's like 5'10", maybe? Like 5'9", five, 5'10". Five, he's pretty... Like, I mean, he's not like tiny, but he's not tall or imposing by any stretch. Hmm. I mean, he's average half elf height, um, but of course, seven feet is quite tall. And he's, I mean, he he's also eight strength, right? Like he's not oh, okay, big right. for his size either, right? <laughs> right? So he's he's yeah. Though he looks very hardy <laughs> now that he has his <laughs> somehow. <amulet> health, yeah. <laughs> he's a very he's like a very vigorous, <laughs> though physically weak man. <laughs> Swings to look at you. And what do you have to do with any of this? Well, nothing. Then stay out of it. I can't do that, though. These are my friends. Uh, We're 
maybe you haven't heard, the exchange students. Uh, and we're the only people any of us know here. So if you've got an issue with my friends, unfortunately, you're going to have an issue with me as well. I don't know what the problem is here. It looks like you lost a game of Dragon Chess. I never lose a game of Dragon Chess. Well, you never lost a game of Dragon Chess, but there's a first time for everything. And it looks like, and he kind of does a quick analysis of the board. <sighs> looks like you lost quick too, huh? What 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 happened here? Does Tez have any tool proficiencies with any gaming sets? Absolutely not. Like that? <laughs> so his his <laughs> he has uh, deception and persuasion. Right. <laughs> Is this an assumption that the Goliath lost quickly? Tez knows what a dragon chess board looks like, right? Like, he knows how many starting okay. pieces there are. So he can roughly assume if there's, you know, three pieces left on the board that it probably was a long game. And if there are right. a couple dozen pieces on the board, well, then it was probably a short game, right? right? And so he is just taking a guess at how long this game went based on how many pieces are left on the board. Mm -hmm. He might not even be looking at the correct board. <laughs> what is the response you're trying to elicit? I am trying to I am trying to get him to laugh. <laughs> like I'm trying to diffuse the situation with like a little bit of like self-effacing humor. They pause for a second and they look at you and say, "Reckon Mark, eh?" Ah, uh, well, uh, most recently, yes. I am considered attending. It is always good to understand the strategies of the past. Then they whirl around to look at Scalabro again and says which means there's even less of an excuse for your failure they take a half a step forward towards Scalabro what, uh, my friend what happened how uh, first of all acknowledging you look more like most of the students at the war college than I do I admit second of all what happened here that you think my friend Skelebro is to blame for your loss in Dragon Chess? I intended to open with a very traditional Six Kings. And your friend here... Gives Skelebro a glower. Suggested something highly unorthodox. I am open to new strategies, of course, but... And then he... Another accusatory finger. You must have been trying to lead me astray. Because it set me up for my first loss. In three years of this school. And Scalabro just says, You are apparently unfamiliar with Dargoonian strategy. That is your failing, not mine. Scalabro does not seem particularly bent on trying to diffuse the situation. <laughs> Scalabro, buddy, I know that you love Dragon Chess, a thing that I learned literally just now about you <laughs> but i can tell that it is a very deeply held passion for you and also that you are very well studied and i would suggest that perhaps uh on another day you two sit down and maybe discuss the finer points of the dargunian system of dragon chess i understand that those openings are far more complicated than my simple mind can can contain and also uh our new friend here uh our, our, our goliath friend here perhaps they uh might be open to learning about it too but buddy we really gotta not get in a fight here we've been here one day okay and you my friend 
why would you take his advice on a Dargunian open when you clearly don't know the Dargunian system? It's like one of the most complicated in Dragon Chess. I don't know anything about Dragon Chess, but I know that. Okay? You don't play the Dargunian if you haven't studied the Dargunian. Of course, you were out of your prep. You lost. Get over it. I am owed recompense. And what recompense would you like? My honor demands violence. <sighs> well, then go punch a wall. I'm afraid you will have to do. Good luck. And they take a step toward you. I was not involved. Go sort your random acts of violence out with somebody else. This is ridiculous. What's your name? This gets them to stop for a moment. Uh, If nothing else, to sort of straighten their back and reply in what seems a very practiced tone. Your tongue cannot pronounce it accurately. Madame Sauvage, but you may call me Rampart. Well, Rampart, it's nice to meet you. Tez Proudgale, from the Lazar Proudgales. I come from a long line of folks who are deft at avoiding fights we can't win, and I intend to avoid this one. So calm down, and how about we buy the next round? Is this a persuasion? Yes. (laughs) Okay, let's do it. This die, I think, rolls twos and rolls thirteens, but I'll take it because that's a thirteen plus nine is twenty-two. Twenty-two is good on a persuasion. So they turn to look at a couple of people who seem to be with them, uh, who to like raise their eyebrows and nod at the suggestion of free drinks, uh, and then Rampart sort of like slumps a tiny bit slowly shakes their head turns to Scalabro and says fine I will not battle you here but I issue this challenge at midnight tonight you and your friends meet us at Fury Gale if you do not you will regret it and then they jerk their head uh, and walk through the crowd and their friends follow them quickly, and the crowd absolutely parts out of the way. Hey, Stoutclaw! And Tez fishes out a coin purse and tosses it across the room. Next round's on me for everybody. Oh, there's like 150 people in here. Yeah, no, Tez is gonna run out of money. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> but there is a cheer. Uh, and the bartenders get busy making all those free drinks that Tez is now on the hook for. He gets plenty of pats on the back, though, from random people who has no idea who they are. Well, if you can't win friends, you might as well buy them. <laughs> <laughs> um, give me two separate D6 rolls. Uh, a one and a koala, which is a six. So Scalabro and Meepo both converge on your location. And Meepo says, Hmm, this was very close. Meepo is very glad. There was no fight here. Better to have the fight tonight where we will destroy them. Yeah, Scalabro, what's going on here? And <sighs> look, I know we can fight them, but like, why are we fighting them? It appears we've been presented with a duel of honor. No, not... I mean, what happened in the chess game? It is, as I said, I suggested an excellent opening, and they failed to capitalize. 
why were you involved? And why did they take your advice? They were doing it wrong. Is this worth fighting over? It does not matter if we are interested in this fight. A challenge has been issued to a duel. We must arrive. If you do not, I will. Does honor mean nothing to you children? No. It's literally a rogue archaeologist. Honor means less than nothing to me. I trade my honor all the time for coin and knowledge. Well, I know where I will be tonight at midnight. Yeah, me too. But I was hoping to be literally anywhere else. Mm, Meepo will be sleeping. No, Meepo, you're coming with us. (laughs) Oh, mm, mm, yes, yes, Meepo will be there, and we we, we shall be victorious. <sighs> but Meepo, Meepo heard people talking. What would you hear, Meepo? Meepo hears that there is ale going around the campus. He gets confused for a second. No, ailment, an ailment going around the campus. Several students say they have not been feeling well. I only heard that... Dean Augusta Tullus wants this year's masquerade to focus on on Arcanic's history. Many students find this boring. Um, and I'll tell you right now, you have no idea if what Meepo and Scalabro have heard here is true. Hmm. An ailment, an interest in history, or disinterest. Well, sh- yeah. Sorry, the students are disinterested in history, but the history professor wants to make the party about history. He okay. That doesn't seem that far fetched. Yeah, I know. It just also doesn't <laughs> seem very uh, open to debate. <laughs> so this was the this was the professor at the um, right at the organizer's table. table. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. Well, this is good, Meepo. How much did you lose? Mm. Meepo jangles a coin purse. Minus 10? All right, try try not to, you know, fund some student's whole education here uh, on the first night, all right? No, he means he lost minus 10. No, I, I understand. Wait, he lost? So he gained 10? Yes, with the Dargoonian opening. <sighs> okay, great. Well, try not to take any student's full first term tuition either, okay? We're trying to keep a low profile here and make some friends. We're not supposed to be running around making enemies and making scenes every, everywhere we go. Scalabro looks around. A low profile. It seems you've made friends with half the school. Well, I... Yeah, that's our job. Well, we shall make friends when we defeat this rampart in our duel. The allure of impending violence has clouded your judgment, Scalabro, and Meepo, I'm sure you'll also enjoy it considerably though we, uh, just making it very clear you cannot eat anybody tonight Meepo mm. no at least not students <laughs> mm. Meepo writes this down do not eat students or professors or staff or faculty or, or anybody uh, associated with the school too many to too many to count <sighs> right exactly cannot keep track <sighs> Look, I... Mm, it seems that we're going to need dates. It seems that most people go to the masquerade with dates. You you, you guys got to make some friends 
and then invite someone as a date. I don't think this is making friends. So Tez is going to stay here because Tez is, is waiting for Aurora to show up and start playing, right? Like, that's ultimately, like, Tez will just mingle idly until she shows up. <laughs> uh, other things that could possibly be done, bar games are still happening, um, and there are snack tables. I am feeling a bit peckish, boys. Uh, you want to maybe grab those drinks I paid for and grab some snacks and uh, lay off the gambling a bit? They do so happily. And as you are, again, pushing your way through the crowd, you overhear people talking. Give me another D6. <laughs> okay, this die only rolls a one in koalas. So this one is a one. <laughs> And we'll just adjust it so that it's not a repeat. Um, you hear uh, someone animatedly talking to someone in a very assured voice. I heard that the Magister's Masquerade is actually a secret test. For what? I don't know. But we better pass. <sighs> All right. Ugh. I've... <laughs> I've forgotten how useless student rumors are. <laughs> Again, you at this point, point have no way to tell what might be true or not. Uh, all right, you make your way to the snack tables, and there are foods you've never seen before. Uh, eel rolls, cheese puffs, uh, so a red paste that is like dip that is unmarked, mushroom caps, uh, pickled root vegetable of some kind, and cold vegetable rolls. Looks like salad and various preparations. Uh, I suppose we should eat. What would you like? Uh, eel. Eel sounds good. Eel sounds good. Skelebro's gonna take the dip, and Meepo's gonna take the pickled vegetables. All right. Tez pops an eel roll with sticky rice, uh, a spicy sweet sauce, and what turns out to be actual wriggling eels. Uh, give me a deception check. Oh, yeah, this is no problem. Uh, it's a 19 plus 6 is 25. You, you I've eaten live eels before. That, you know, right out of the water. <laughs> and because you're used to that, uh, you are able to keep from uh, yelping, uh, coughing violently, or spinning uh, it out back onto the serving tray, uh, which would have been highly embarrassing. Mm -hmm. But... Scalabro and Meepo also need to make deception checks. Uh, I have another 19 and an 8 on the die. Uh, the 19 is going to be Meepo, which is unfortunate, I suppose. Uh, so Meepo has... Oh, right. <laughs> okay. Meepo has an 18. <laughs> and, uh, and yeah, then uh, Scalabro is an 8. Skeleton's really stepping in it. <laughs> uh, Meepo eats pickled black lotus root, uh, and he pauses for a second after he swallows. 
seems like he can feel something happening in his mouth, and then he sticks out his long tongue, and it is bright purple now. But hmm. he seems to pull it off. Charming. And slithers his tongue back in his mouth and snaps his jaws like he wants more. Uh, Scalabro, however, uh, takes what apparently was too large a glob of what he realizes now is fire beetle paste uh, on a toasted cracker. Tosses that back. Um, and strangely enough, perhaps because it is a magical concoction of, of some sort, uh, for a moment seems alarmed. Uh, his mouth opens and illusory fire shoots out of his mouth before he has uh, an extended coughing fit. Even though he doesn't use his lungs. <laughs> hey, hey, uh, Scalebro, wrong, go down the wrong pipe. What's going on? Uh, and as he stands back up, you can see he's coughed up one of the mask charms, which he quick, quickly pops back in and swallows again. <sighs> it's good to know that they're removable. Uh, sure, I suppose. Um, I don't need to eat. This this will show me. Um, okay, well, that was only mildly embarrassing, I suppose. Uh, slightly less embarrassing than getting in a fight our first day at school, but um, anyway, it doesn't seem like anybody's paying too much attention at this point. Look, maybe we should just call it a night, and uh, and and maybe you guys go back and worry about getting ready for this fight. I'll stick it out here. This is kind of more my scene, I guess. I've got a little more practice with students, seeing as I actually was one. Not the worst idea I've heard. Uh, Meepo thinks about it for for a minute, and then stretches and gives a big yawn where you can see his bright purple tongue um, and sort of nods and follows Skelebro out. Tez kind of keeps an eye on them as they walk out the door. Um, Just making sure they are like actually leaving and then also actually (laughs) not getting in like any more altercations on their way (laughs) and that there's like nobody waiting for them to leave and following them or anything like that. They do seem to get out fine. Okay. Uh, And then Tez is mingling, drinking, waiting. Yeah. Uh, And I suppose uh, trying to kind of get the temperature, two things, kind of trying to get the temperature of what went down there and uh, how the student body is viewing this Rampart versus Skelebro situation Mm -hmm. and who they're siding with. And then if there's anything else to talk about, I think Tez is most interested in the rumors of illness uh, or ailment. Great. Okay, so Tez is actually... Give me give me an investigation check. Uh, do I have advantage for all of my charisma and or uh, liquid courage? <laughs> uh, I'll I give did you, buy I'll everybody give you, around. Did I'll give you advantage for their liquid courage. Okay, even better. <laughs> I think these dice are broken, man. I rolled another <laughs> 13. Uh, do I have... Yeah, I think I just... I don't think it makes sense for me to be using guidance for this. So 13 plus 4 is 17. So people like Rampart. Rampart is, for the most part, friendly, if a little a bit of a 
stick in the mud when it comes to tradition. They wear the ceremonial plate armor and and the great sword because they say it makes them feel like they're on the battlefield. Mm-hmm. Um, but no one's particularly surprised that because they felt like their honor was wounded, that they have demanded satisfaction. Uh, but also no one's particularly worried. I mean, again, they say like, keep it quiet. Don't let the faculty know because everyone's going to get in trouble. Um, but yeah, like if you don't, if you don't go, everyone's going to think you're a coward. Uh, they will tell you though, there are rules here when it comes to dueling. Uh, which is why fewer people are are worried about it. Only two students duel at a time. It's one versus one. Now, if you bring your crew, you can duel multiple times, right? Mm -hmm. And then it's basically whichever team has won the most duels is considered the victor. You have to use magic to fight. Weapons are not allowed. That's going to put Skullbro at a bit of a disadvantage. Perhaps, perhaps. Uh, you can't receive aid from a non-duelist. The duel ends when anyone surrenders or is incapacitated, and you may not kill someone else. So it's basically to surrender or unconsciousness. Got it. Uh, and, you know, no sharp pointy weapons, although explosions seem fine. So hmm. uh, you got a 17? Indeed. So... One of the, yeah, one of the Prismari students that you talk to tells you that Fury Gale is located in Prismari Tower, and it's actually like a a dumping ground for old Prismari magical experiments and art installations. Um, it's a zone that sort of breaks down the magic, uh, but that also means that it results in strange effects sometimes when people use magic. So you will need to contend with sometimes wild magic surges. But also because of it, anyone who is not unconscious uh, is fully healed a minute later. Interesting. So it's actually a great place for a duel. And with a 17, they'll say there are some Last time they were there, there were the remnants of some old statues, art pieces. Uh, and they recommend staying away from them. Like, keep your distance. Okay. Uh, while you are advice. working the room, there is another commotion. Uh, All right. This time it's not our fault. It does not seem to be. This time... Out of place amid the laughter and conversation comes an uncomfortable-sounding groan. And as you look toward the front door, two students escort a third sick-looking student out the tavern doors. As they pass, you can overhear one of the escorts say, One too many eel rolls, I guess. And then they're gone. Hmm. On to that second thing I was investigating. <laughs> Yeah, any any other rumors or uh, firm information? If you sort of point out 
the student who was carried out and compare it to this rumor of ailments. Um, people don't know, like not everyone has heard about the ailments. Those who have can't rule them out as being separate from what just happened. They don't know enough to say that's the same thing, but they've, they've definitely heard that people, you know, feel sick and, you know, collapse and are helpless for a while before they recover. So, you know, what person being carried out certainly could be representative. But, but has everyone recovered? As far as has, they know. Has like, anybody gone home early from the term? So that that's a separate thing that they can sort of infer is that whatever ailment people are coming down with isn't that bad because no one has gone home and like, I mean, like no one has died, right? Right. Okay. Uh, but yeah, the, it's a small enough community that people would notice if someone was missing, you know, even like okay. a day before classes start. Well, Tez has dismissed this as being the possible source of the chosen one flanked by death, given that there seems to be little death and no students. So perhaps the infirmary will not be the next stop on my search. <laughs> and then some music starts to play. Um, it is dour, almost dirge-like, coming from a small stage uh, to the side of the tavern. Uh, but as Tez approaches the stage, hoping to see Aurora, he doesn't see anyone that seems like it would be her as he asks. Uh, he does get a few confused responses from people who say, Yes, she was supposed to be here, but she's not. This is her band. But she's not here. Hmm. Curious. I was told that she's uh, very talented. They agree. She's amazing. I mean, if this is your kind of music. Yeah. Huh. That's disappointing. I wonder, uh, I wonder what happened to her. I wonder if she's feeling okay. Do you think she could be sick? And they, they tell you, well, I heard some people are coming down with some sort of ailment where they feel sick. That's slightly more annoying. I guess Tez will have to stick around through, like, until the band takes a break in order to try and talk to them. So I guess Tez is going to sit by the bar and politely listen to the band. <laughs> Does he like this kind of music? Not especially. Okay. I mean, it's a it's a dirge, right? It's a dirge, like, yeah. It's, it's like slow and like like moody. he's a he's a student of actual history, right? Like he he can tell this is an actual dirge sung at like funerals. Yeah, but but Tez likes shanties, right? Like mm -hmm. Tez mm -hmm. Tez comes from a from a more lively musical tradition, right? Uh, you know, something that like cuts through the wind on an open deck, not <laughs> <laughs> not something sad and sorrowful. Um, but they uh, do break after four or five songs uh, and then seem to be gathered to go over the set list. Fellas, friends, you are outstanding. Uh, I've never heard such such sad tones uh, from instruments so happy as yours. Yeah, cool. Thanks. Thanks, man. It doesn't seem like it'd be the kind of thing you're into but I'm, nice. I, I'm not gonna lie uh, I, I 
I was I was told that I had to hear Aurora sing. It's it's my first day. I'm a transfer student, but I was I was told I needed to hear Aurora sing, and then then I hear she's not here. I'm like, man, I wonder if I missed my shot to hear her. Oh yeah, I mean she was supposed to be here, but she got sidetracked, you know. But hey, when life throws something like that at you, you know, what are you gonna do? I guess I mean sidetracked, like what, like. Like, performing wasn't important to her? I mean, it's the most important thing to her, but, you know, don't know if you know Aurora, but, you know, she's... I don't. <laughs> I just got here. She's got this vibe, you know, just like the music. You mean, like, like, sad and old? I mean, sad and mopey and... Okay. But, like, in a cool way. But then, <laughs> okay. And I always thought, you know, oh, she she dresses like uh, like the dead, right? But then, like, she met this guy who really dresses like he's dead. Wait, so she met him today? Yeah, just right on the way over here. They locked eyes, and it was like they knew each other. But she said she didn't know who he was, but she had to talk to him. He, here? Like, right outside. What? I didn't hear what they were saying, but they got to talking, and then the two of them just walked off. She said she was going to miss the gig. She she just left, left with a strange guy who was really into death, and, like, was this guy a student? Are you not concerned about her? I mean, she can take care of herself. <sighs> I... Yeah, I guess. Believe you me, she can take care of herself. I keep doing the uh, sure. Japanese voice. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, hey, okay, all right. Uh, again, yeah, sorry. Um, I guess I'm just, yeah, I was really excited to hear her sing. Uh, kind of can't believe it, but if you uh, think she's okay, then I don't know. She sounds kind of weird, but uh, all right. Well, I feel like, you know, this is really my chance to step up and, you know, maybe be lead singer. So, you know, you can say you were here first time. Yeah, you know, you've done a great job. Um, Again, you know, not really my preferred genre, but I can appreciate the talent and, uh, you know, chase your dream. So it's good to meet you. All of you, really. Thanks for the thanks for the information. Yeah, maybe next time. We do birthday parties. You just let us know. I, yeah, I, I got you. Cool. So they go back to tuning. And I think Tez is largely out of things to do here, <laughs> but has just heard of somebody conspicuously flanked by death, <laughs> who may be the chosen one and also his preferred date, sight unseen. To the dance. <laughs> uh, what is Stout Claw up to? Is he, uh, is, is he indisposed or can I talk to him? Things have calmed down a bit. So he seems like he's helping the bartenders. But if you come up and talk with him, he's got time. Hey, Stout Claw. I, uh, I thought Aurora was supposed to be here. What's the deal, man? Oh, I know. I know. I'm... I'm I'm annoyed too. She's never missed a gig before. What? But Ban Ban says she just she just wigged out. Right yeah. before she was about to come in the door, and she 
Met some guy, walked off. Yeah, they said she met a guy who looked like death. Do you know who this is? Looked like death? Yeah. Uh, you know anything else about what he looks like? Tall. Tall looks like death. Only guy I know like that is your friend. Huh? No, oh, wait. What? The tall, the tall guy looks like he's dead. Well, that's because he's dead. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah, uh-huh. Yeah, Aurora says that too. <sighs> okay, yeah, I, um... Okay, I... Hmm. Alright, I guess... Wait, you think... Wait, wait, you think... Your friend and Aurora, they hit it off? Well, I didn't, but I do. Well, well, well. This is a juicy rumor. Well, don't... I mean... I mean, you know, another, you know another juicy rumor? You owe me 20 gold pieces. Uh, I gave you my whole coin purse. Yeah, which is why you owe me 20. <sighs> why did you keep surfing drinks after I ran out of money in the coin purse? That's the whole point of sending a purse. You said around. There were a lot of people in here. <sighs> uh, Want me to... Okay. Uh, um... Look, Stout Claw, you're you're gonna have to run us a tab. Uh, I'll I am not gonna I I'm not gonna carry around enough gold uh to to pay this every night. So I'm why don't we just run a tab and I'll uh I'll I'll catch you up at the end of the week. How's that sound? You know uh, could always work it off. Not right now, but I I'm hiring. If you if you need a campus job. This is a good one. I mean, what kind of job are you hiring for? He looks you up and down. I mean, bouncer probably. Bouncer? Nah, nah, I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Jeez. You're about to get my, my head bounced off a wall at midnight here. You're telling me I'm going to be a bouncer in your, in your bar. Oh, that? Oh, that? You'll be fine. You'll be fine. You get my head bounced off the ground. You get my head bounced off of everything. Rampart, got to hit him hard because if they hit you a couple times you're gone okay so let's say okay stout look i know you know the rules right and you probably know every uh every dirty trick in the book and uh, let me tell you I- i'm a guy who likes dirty tricks so the other thing that i like is my trusty rapier i don't understand your dueling rules can you please explain to me so they get to lob spells at me but i can't use my rapier on them yeah, I know, I know. They're, they're old rules. Here, here's, here's what I'll tell you. No weapons. No weapons. You want to punch someone in the face? You can punch someone in the face. I don't want to punch someone in the face. Just saying. I, sometimes the best thing to do is punch someone in the face. What if the weapon is itself magical? Uh, nope. No weapons. What if the weapon is part of the spell? No weapons. And which means no spells that use weapons as material components. So, uh, your, your booming blade, no good. Your green flame blade, no good. Now, if you can survive a couple of spells, a lot of these jokers are out of slots. So, what do you do then? You punch them in the face. Yeah, I mean, I know. Look, I can do it, alright? It's fine. Like, it's just so, it's just so undignified, you know? Okay. I got faith in you, and I'll tell you, I'll tell you what, you should win, because, uh, 
I got a little money running on this. Well, you can bet a little bit more. I'm not going to lose. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Just annoyed, you know? All right. You know what? You know what? Here. Because your friend now is dating Aurora. I'm going to tell you this just so you can tell your friend. I don't think she's actually a half-elf. Where is she from? Funny thing. She's from Carnath. And uh, Tez rushes out the door. (laughs) (laughs) In the three hours before your duel, do you do anything? Yeah, Tez is going to hit up the folks who are outside, like, because you said there were people who were, like, you know, at tables and stuff, like, Mm -hmm. having drinks outside. Uh, Apropos of nothing, he is going to describe Skelebro and Aurora and ask if anybody saw what direction they left in. Uh, It's been so long that there's been turnover, and so no one who's sitting here now was sitting here then. Stupid. Uh, 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 hmm. Has the band started up again yet? They have. Uh, it's a jaunty dirge. Jaunty or not, it's time to go. All right. Uh, I guess Tez is going to head back to the Silver Quill uh, common room and see if they ended up there. They're not there. Is anybody else in the Silver Quill common room? There are people in the common room, yes. A few. Uh, they have not seen Meepo or Skelebro. <sighs> Meepo's not here either? Mm-mm. Oh, this is so bad. Tez is like, oh, they're blowing our cover right now. <laughs> like, this is so bad. <laughs> She's going to know they're not Karnathi. <laughs> gonna know they've never been to Karnath. (laughs) She's gonna know they don't even know where Karnath is on the map. (laughs) Karnath must be the blue section here. (laughs) Where did cool kids go? I mean, the thing is, like... I know. They're cool. No one knows. That's what makes them cool. But also, these are five towers full of, essentially, teleportation magic. Yeah, they could be anywhere, I know. Uh-huh. <sighs> okay, think, 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 Tez, think. Skelebro, where would he want to go in this whole, anywhere, uh, anywhere in the entire school, potentially open to him? If he had a choice, where would he choose to go? And he's not allowed to play dragon chess. <laughs> <laughs> anymore he'd go to the library Mm. he would go to the library the library library. uh tez like casts around the room the library where's the library where's the best library the oldest library yes you ask about the library they say oh yeah it's the biblioplex uh it's on the central campus uh what's the best way to get there fast uh they think about it for a second and give you a complicated series of seven turns but they involve running through the door of Prismari Tower. Um, it's extremely confusing, but if you follow the directions exactly, you uh, emerge out of a door 
on a, a grassy plain before uh, a large building with a domed roof and marble steps. Uh, and you run up the steps and grab onto the door and it is locked because it is night. The library closes at night? It does. Where do, where do people go to study and have sex? Are there any people around? <laughs> right now, on the day before classes start, no. Hmm. And perception 13, yeah, it seems very quiet. Uh, and All right. This is getting into increasingly flailing uh, goals here, but uh, I guess... Tez will try to find his way back and then find directions to the Witherbloom common room. <laughs> okay. You get directions. I'm just trying to get back to the common room. Uh, common room. <laughs> and when you step inside, suddenly you're hit with like a wave of heat. Uh, it's very moist, humid air everywhere. Uh, like you're under a canopy of trees when you look up. It does seem like there's foliage everywhere. And the walls are made of twisted roots. I could see why they put the transfer students in uh <laughs> Yeah, silver in quill. Silver quill. Uh, Where are we? And Fuck. there are maybe a dozen students in here. None of them are Scalabro uh or Aurora. Um they look up at you and give you a bit of a quizzical look or some of them and others pay no attention to you whatsoever. Uh, yeah, do I recognize any of them? Have I talked to any of them over the course of the night or anything like that? Uh, you have Intelligence 19 right yes. now, right? Yeah, you're smart enough to recognize a few of the faces, but you didn't talk with any of the people in here directly tonight. Right, right, okay. Um, I will just introduce myself to one of the people whose faces I recognize and just explain, hey, uh, I am, I'm looking, I'm, I'm a transfer student, I'm looking for my friend, yeah, yeah, I know you. Good luck tonight. <sighs> yeah. Well, anyway, have you seen Skelebro? Has he come through here at all? Who? Uh, my friend, like seven feet tall, oh, literally the, dead. The you mean the one that Rampart wants to rearrange? Yeah, that one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh-uh, I haven't seen him at all. So he hasn't come through here at all. Uh, and then someone else leans over and says, "No, no, no." He was he was here, him and Aurora, for like five minutes, maybe an hour ago. Any idea where they might have gone? Mm-mm, no idea. They didn't talk to anyone. Uh, but they seemed deep in conversation. Is that like normal for your friend? No, that uh, I would she think doesn't... you should know. It seems like you're not very good friends. <sighs> well, the f- <laughs> well, I've never seen him run off with a stranger before no matter how feminine she was usually when he says he's going home he goes home and then I found out he never made it home so I'm trying to find my friend we have a a duel later tonight as you well know I'm just trying to find him if if you do see him would you mind sending him over to uh, back to Silver Quill so we can we can chat Sure, we'll do. One piece, right? Yeah, I mean, just, you know, tell him to walk over. 
Okay. If he's still got legs. Yeah, no, he's going to have legs. Relax. Okay. Okay. Great. Hey, piece of advice. No one's ever beaten Rampart in a duel. Well, no one's ever beat Rampart in Dragon Chess either, but how did that turn out for him tonight? It's going to be a whole night full of firsts for that. <sighs> Certainly might be. Could be an interesting night for everyone. I guess. Is everyone, what's the, is everyone going to come watch, or like, are you just going to hear about it afterwards? Oh, no. We'll hear, we'll hear about Great. it. Great. Yeah, everyone's going to know by tomorrow morning. You know, sometimes it's your time to bloom. Sometimes it's your time to rot. Uh-huh. Well, here's to blooming and not rotting, then. Good, Good luck. And Tez just walks out the door. <laughs> I think Tez is headed back to Silver Quill, and he knows where he has to go at midnight, so he's, I, I guess, just going to get his gear ready for a duel. All right. He gets his gear ready for a duel back in Silver Quill, and the minutes tick by, and Skelebro and Meepo never arrive, and I assume Tez asks for directions to Fury Gale. Indeed. And it gets to just a minute or two before he really needs to leave to get there on time. And they're still not there. I'll leave word with somebody who's in the common room who looks like they're going to be there for a bit and just say, hey, if uh, if Skelebro or Meepo, you know, the the giant undead elf or the uh, tiny kobold that I came with, uh, if they come by, just tell them I left for uh, for Fury Gale and I'll see them there. Good luck. Yeah, thanks. So you make your way back toward Prismari Tower, but instead of turning toward the Bozen Tavern, uh, you take a few more turns and several flights of stairs. And then out a window that leads to an abandoned quarry out in what looks like the open sky and you pick your way across rubble to the front door push your way in and inside is Rampart two of their friends and three of yours Scalabro, Meepo and Aurora Winterstar and we'll find out what happens next next week Uh, so let's talk about how our listeners can get in contact with us. We do love hearing from you. You can tweet at Shane at Mundangerous. That's M-U-N Dangerous. And you can tweet at Dishan at Evil Sans Carne. That's Malice minus Meat. And you can tweet at the show at TPTCast. You can also email us at TotalPartyThrill at gmail.com. And you can find us on the web at www.TotalPartyThrill.com. We're also on Facebook and Instagram at TotalPartyThrill. And join the conversation on Discord. There's a link in the show notes. And before we wrap up, we want to take a moment and thank our Patreon supporters. Your support is what makes it possible for us to keep doing this show. So if you'd like to learn more, you can check out all of our rewards at patreon.com slash totalpartythrill. And what do we have planned for next week? We are continuing our playthrough of The Magister's Masquerade, and we will see how this duel goes down. Well, that's it for episode 321 of Total Party Thrill. How did we not make a joke about that earlier? contact Uh, i hope we lived up to our name but either way i'm shane and i'm ishan thanks for listening